what's up guys those of you watching in the chat all one of you um can you uh let me know if you can actually hear me in this um stream i can't hear anything i'm recording from a hotel excuse me a motel room um on the road uh so forgive the audio i'm recording everything off of my webcam um perfect good um so i was on a, a road trip for some uh, automotive related stuff and today i just happened to look at the side of the road because i saw a giant cut out of a sasquatch and um it was uh the north american bigfoot center so i stopped in to have a museum checked out the museum and uh had a lot of fun they had a lot of convincing evidence for somebody that doesn't believe in bigfoot um if they were to go to that museum and look at all the evidence i think it would be hard to deny that there's something to the bigfoot phenomena um but uh it wasn't a giant museum or anything i have um some video and pictures of everything that uh i'll be sharing probably on the social media um so talking paranormal on facebook and instagram and uh probably some of the videos on TikTok and uh youtube i would have shared them tonight but i just didn't have enough time and i wanted to get set up for this live um and forgive me if you can hear the vacuum cleaner or some spanish-speaking individuals because i got the shittiest room in this motel and it is right across from the uh maids station <laughs> so complete disaster but uh we're here we're live and uh i'm just waiting for matt he said he was going to be a few minutes late so let's talk a little bit about um the north american bigfoot center apparently cliff barrickman from finding bigfoot and a very well-known bigfoot researcher um put this thing together and uh it was really cool the kid at the front desk has seen a bigfoot so i got his story and talked to him a little bit and they, they were nice enough to let me uh video and take a bunch of pictures in the museum um lots of lots of evidence that i've never seen like um for instance uh there was a mattress like on the side of the road and they got a bigfoot a two bigfoot prints like muddy footprints off of the mattress and it's the first time that a bigfoot print has ever been transferred onto cloth material so it's the only one of its kind i saw um, some original casts um and uh, just a lot of really cool uh evidence and stories and things like that they also had a <laughs> they had a life-size bigfoot <laughs> it was like seven and a half feet tall huge and according to the guy at the desk he said that a lot of the people that have come into the museum that have seen bigfoot have looked at that statue and have said that that's pretty much what they've seen so um i can't wait to share those pictures with you guys uh and show you um there was a the famous bigfoot butt print <laughs> that was left in the mud uh, lots of handprints and if you look at these castings of the handprints like i put my hand up to it and this thing dwarfs my hand and i i don't have big hands but i don't have like tiny hands so seeing the size 
of these handprints because they had multiple handprints um was pretty crazy i've never seen anything like that uh but uh very cool little museum on the side of the road it cost me eight bucks to check it out and uh they um did a really good job of putting together a lot of evidence and like i said they had some original casts but they also had um like tree breaks and stuff they had a couple examples of branches that have literally like they're like that thick have been twisted the amount of strength somebody would have to have like i don't even think i could do that to a normal stick but the grip strength and the sheer torque to twist a branch that big around twist it um without breaking it all the way that's just an amazing feat of strength um but it was interesting seeing murphy <laughs> the life-size bigfoot because i was looking at it and it's it's gigantic of course it's seven and a half feet tall about oh gosh rough guesstimate three and a half feet wide uh, maybe even four feet wide the thing was huge and i couldn't help but think to myself if I was in the woods and I saw a creature that big that seemed intelligent, um, I would shit my pants. <laughs> the size of a Bigfoot, and we've heard stories of Bigfoot um, or Sasquatches, a big feet, uh, being over eight feet tall, nine feet tall, some 10 feet tall. And to see a seven and a half footer that big and to look at its build, obviously it was a, a statue, but um it was it was crazy i was like yeah of course that thing is strong as hell <laughs> you know what i mean so to see something like that and to just get a, a good um gauge at what one of these creatures would look like um was really cool uh lots of footprint casts even the uh patterson gimlin casts those were there um a lot of controversy around the Patterson Gimlin um, film footage from Bluff Creek. Uh, there's been a lot of estimates at the size of Patty, the creature seen in the videos. And a lot of the research says that she's just over six feet tall. She's hunched over, she's walking, her knees are bent a little bit. So she's probably around six and a half feet tall. Um, and being female, you would imagine that she's smaller than a male but six and a half feet tall for a female <laughs> human is pretty damn big so that was interesting they also had juvenile footprints baby footprints um fingerprints a face print um the amount of evidence was just overwhelming like i said i took pictures of everything um but it was interesting because they also had exhibits of footage that people have got like thermal footage and uh, security cam and trail cam footage on screens that were um, analyzed. So it looked really, really cool. And the, the whole museum, for as small as it was, was done really, really well. And I really enjoyed going there. It was eight bucks. I picked up this hat as a souvenir. <laughs> um, but definitely a really cool um, museum. So if you're ever where was it? Sandy, Oregon, or just outside of Sandy, Oregon, uh, between Sandy and Boring, Oregon. Yes, Boring, Oregon. Um, there's this cool little uh, Bigfoot museum. So if you're ever in that area, definitely go check it out. Like I said, it's only eight bucks. 
And if you know somebody that's not a Bigfoot believer, maybe take them to that thing because uh, it uh, it might just change their mind. Um, maybe I can. Uh, I always tell people. on this show, if you're listening to it as a podcast, this show is really meant to be watched. Um, it's way better that way. But let me see if I can just pull up a few. I'll just give you guys a, a, a visual best I can. So like that's from inside the museum. So I know you really can't see that stuff, but it's all going to get posted. Um, but yeah, uh, we're talking about vampires tonight. <laughs> that was on a list of suggestions that you guys gave us. And uh, Matt should be here soon. He said he was going to be a few minutes late. So I'll just, uh, I'll take the wheel for a minute. Um, Matt is in the building. <laughs> Hold on a second, Matt. What are you going by fro now? What the hell's going on here? <laughs> Let's bring you on. Um, I'm also on the hotel, or excuse me, the motel, the no-tell motel Wi-Fi. So uh, don't be surprised if it kicks in and out. Can you hear me? I can hear you, yes. Okay. All right, hold on. Okay. One second. Yeah. So like I was saying, guys, um, the legends of vampires go back to like gosh i don't know 13th 14th century maybe even 12th century um but vlad the impaler was a legit individual um what's up buddy not much what are you up to oh not a whole lot just talking talking weird stuff <laughs> <laughs> luckily I, I, i'm one of those people who's probably seen some of this weird stuff so i'm okay with it awesome Hell yeah. Um, I don't think Matt ever told me that you had some stories. Um, and it's very possible that, that he didn't. It's not it's not one of those things where I actually uh, I don't actually talk about a lot of that stuff. It, it's um, it, a lot of this goes back to I, I had a, a house that was um, I, let's just call it haunted. And really? uh, at the time, I had a bunch of friends who yeah, we we were all in our twenties. We we were all constantly shifting from one place to another. So it wound up one of those things where I got a lot of roommates, and <laughs> there were certain roommates that stayed in the house for about eight hours, and then they said, "No, I'm good." And uh, th I had one roommate who never even came back to get his stuff. Wow! Like he was just done. He didn't. He didn't want to be in the house anymore. He did. At the time, I was traveling a lot, so when I had roommates, they were in the house a lot of times when I wasn't there. So it was one of those things where something happened. He called me. He said, "Hey, I, I, I don't want to do this anymore." He left, and literally, I had to take all of his stuff back to him. He didn't want to come back to the house. Oh wow! <laughs> what kind of stuff was happening? So. So when I moved into the house, it was one of those things where, and and I, I, I'm just kind of firing into this. I apologize if I'm taking over for anything going no, on here. Real quick, let's let's explain who you are because people are probably like, "Who the hell okay. is this guy?" This Absolutely. is Matt's. This is Matt's friend Fro, who is also a, a co-host of uh, Matt's podcast. They had a podcast together um, that had to do with cars, 
And that's how we all know each other is through cars. Um, Matt didn't tell me that you were going to be on, so I was a little surprised too, but that's, that's great. That's awesome. Um, well, so yeah. And, and this is one of those things I, I've literally been, uh, stuck in the house for almost a month now. I don't get out of the house very much anymore. I work from home now. So it's one of those things where, uh, just to, to get out of the house is almost an accomplishment for me. So. <laughs> I, I I called and I said, "Hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna come over to the house. I'm gonna hang out for a little bit." And he said, "Oh, cool! You can come over and jump on with the with the podcast." And it's yeah. it, it's one of those things where <laughs> immediately I was like, "No, nah, you're not serious, really? Why?" <laughs> but no, uh, uh, getting back to the house. Um, so when when I when I bought the house. I was going through the living room. I had, uh, it, it was something simple, something stupid. So I, I, I'd forgotten my key sitting on top of the, uh, on top of the television. And I'd been in the house long enough to know where, where the television was with the lights off. So, so it's one of those, one of those, those things where we, uh, are we getting feedback on this? Hold on. We're going to get, we're gonna... okay. Okay. So, um, Coming back through the house to get my keys off the, off the top of the television, I got shoulder checked by something in the living room. Whoa. And it, it was one of those things where I, I, I've been I've been open minded enough that when it, when it happened, I literally looked over and went, "All right, well, I don't know who's here, but please be gone by the time I get home because I don't have time for this." And at the time, I was drinking a lot, so it didn't really matter. <laughs> So it's that that's where everything kind of started. And then it was it was people would come over, hang out at the house, um, see some type of weird thing going on. And uh, they'd look over and I'd go, oh, yeah, the house is on it. And, and I didn't think twice about it because it's not something that, that ever bothered me. Yeah. But it was one of those things where if you would fall asleep in the living room, uh, you would hear somebody somebody snap their fingers and try to wake you up. Because um, the living room is not where you're supposed to sleep, so it's uh, that that whole area of Oklahoma. If if you ever get a chance to like do some research on that, that whole area of Oklahoma is just completely chock full of like urban legends and stuff like that. Wow, was it an old house? Um, the house had been around since I think that house had actually been built in the '40s. Oh, wow. it, it was it was literally it, it was a, the house was in such good shape that when I sold it, the guy took a dozer to it and built his uh, his new garage for his boat there. Oh, wow. So the house I is long since gone. I wonder if anything still happens on that land. You know, you know, I've never I've never went back to uh, to talk to him about it. But it, it there was one occasion where I. I and there were certain things in the house that would happen that were weird. Like every now and then the volume would turn up on the TV for no reason. Um, the, the, the snapping fingers in the living room. I, uh, I, I went and talked to one of the neighbors and, and he, he literally said the name of the, the lady who used to own the house. I can't remember it right off the top of my head, but he said, Oh yeah, I remember her living there back when she was a, a substitute teacher. If you fell asleep in, in her class, she would snap her fingers at you to wake you up. Oh wow, that's crazy! And I remember thinking, "Well, that's that's weird." And they were like, "Yeah," and she was so hard of hearing that she would li listen to her radio so loud that everybody on the block could hear it. Wow! So I was like, "Okay, well, that explains the volume thing." 
Yeah, that's crazy. Wow. I love hearing stories like that because it validates what <laughs> a lot of people, you know, it's it's one thing to say, oh, yeah, I've heard and seen things. But to have somebody validate a fact that you've experienced something that happened in what we can assume the ghost's real life when they were alive, that is uh, that's definitely remarkable. I think that's really cool. And and the wild thing about it is is I didn't think twice about. It. I mean, I was at, at the time I was living in the house. I was between the ages of uh, twenty one and thirty one, so it was one of those things where the the entire time I was living in that house well, it was like my party years. So you just assume you're drunk and move on with your life. <laughs> oh man, that's funny. During my party years, I probably would have thought I was seeing stuff because of the drugs. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think we all had those years. I apologize for adjusting my glasses so much. I'm literally on week two of adapting to glasses. It's all good, man. No worries. Um, I don't know if Matt prepped you for what we're talking about tonight, but not a, a few, bit. A few weeks back, we asked. <laughs> um, a few weeks back, we asked people to give us some suggestions, and I wrote down all the suggestions, and I was like, all right, we'll talk about all this stuff in order even if it sounds crazy. And this week was vampires. <laughs> so, oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Vampires. Excellent. About vampires. And, uh, you know, I guess, I guess let's get into the videos, Matt. I didn't have time to curate any myself, but I know that a lot of the ones that you've been sending me, we haven't been playing. Um, yeah. I don't know if any of these have been played yet, but we're going to play them and just, uh, review these videos. And then we'll talk about vampires and, whether or not we believe they're real. <laughs> Sounds good. So let's uh, let's get to these. I didn't even, there's a few of these that I haven't even looked at yet. So it's going to be a surprise for me. And maybe you don't remember what is on them. So let's check this out. And again, um, I am uh, on the motel's Wi-Fi. And I was telling people earlier that right outside my door is the maid station so you're gonna hear vacuums and all sorts of shit and maybe some spanish in the background so um this place is definitely not haunted it's just the maids <laughs> so <Housekeeping>. yeah <laughs> you need me fluff pillow <laughs> all right hold on to your butts bro chachos Okay, so that blown up on TV, that looked like a Jason Voorhees outfit. Really? I, I couldn't Maybe. really tell. It, I mean, it's something. Definitely something there. Uh, there's not a lot of context. It's just somebody stand or something standing in between a couple trees. So uh, I have a hard time with the ones where they're calm. Yeah. <laughs> Um, definitely interesting. It, behaviorally, it's like, you know, I suppose if I putting myself in uh, a Bigfoot's position, I imagine that if I saw a human and I felt like they were looking at me, the best thing I could do is just remain 100% still. And maybe they'll go about their business and I can go about mine. But um, there are those videos where you can see these creatures fleeing. So 
who knows? Uh, it's kind of hard to tell with the footage. You can't really get a good look at whatever it is uh, between the trees. Yeah, on the TV, it looks more like a Jason outfit. <laughs> okay. I have not literally gonna... nothing to contribute to this. The music is all right, I guess. <laughs> uh, um, let's see what this next one's all about. Uh, I, I'm going to go ahead and uh, say that the last one was uh, indeterminable. <laughs> <laughs> Hola, buenas tardes. Uh, you know, when you told me you had a new hobby of, you know, being a Ghostbuster, this is not what I expected. Um, I'm not going to partake, pero you do you. Listen, represented Latinos against spooky shit. I don't have much advice to give you, dude. Like, I didn't expect you to be the Stone Cold Steve Austin of opening up Ghost Whoop Ass. Uh, pero here you are taking these guys to school and, and giving them hands. So, like, I, I guess maybe... Just in case, have a little vela, uh, you know, keep one of those blankets around to keep el cucuy away, you know, like a shield, like a little cloak, you can swish it around, um, you know, have some tactical chunklas on your belt, you know, in case you want, you got to just throw one from the hip real quick. Otherwise, you're doing God's work, señor, so Dios te bendiga, best of luck, uh, you know, keep, uh, keep, keep handing ghost ass out. That's fine. <laughs> So, like, that's the guy that we love watching just smacking the shit out of people. <laughs> there are crazy people where I'm sure if it was, like, a legitimate haunting, they would go in there and just hope something <laughs> would come out so they could smack them. Um, Full those videos, are, <laughs> yeah. those videos are funny. I like those. I didn't realize what that was, but uh, the Spanish was fun. <laughs> that, that's not how... That's not how the people I know respond to that stuff. Most generally, they just, they're just done. We don't want to play no more. Yeah, I don't know. If, if I saw something crazy, I don't know if I, I'd want to stick around and <laughs> try to smack it around. Um, I mean, I would, I would throw some hands. <laughs> Ready to eat. Uh, right <laughs> oh, that's funny. All right, what's this next one here? I've been working all week and I'm tired. And I don't want to sleep and I want to have fun. It's time for a good time. Shot of tequila, beer on tap, sweet southern woman sit on my lap. G with an O, O with a D, T with an I and a M. So, uh, from when I was drinking, because these are a lot of funny ones. <laughs> uh, they called that deer skinwalker. That's funny. Um, Okay, I think we're getting into serious ones now. Um, <laughs> I don't know what this one is. That one was super short, but like we've talked about before, who the fuck really knows what's in the ocean, you know? There's so much weird shit down there. <laughs> Yeah, I don't even know where to begin with um, new discoveries of creatures that were not previously known to exist. I imagine that there's probably thousands of creatures in uh, the depths <laughs> that we have no idea exist and that haven't been cataloged um, because so much of the ocean remains unexplored. Um, definitely a weird looking creature, though. 
Like you want to people talk about aliens. It's like just look in the water. Fuck. There's all sorts of yeah. weird shit in there. <laughs> I feel like that one was played before, but I know we've played a couple like underwater, like weird creature things. Um, I might yeah, have seen like it in passing. Audio on those is important. Yeah, for sure. Like the one with that call that said you got screaming. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you. Matt, you're kind of breaking up right now, dude. Is there any way to turn up your oh, volume? No, I'm, I'm using the mic froze on because it's so sensitive. Oh, okay. No worries. Um, Let's see if we can move that. We're going to old school it. Okay, there you go. That's that's better. Yeah, split it. Hello there. <laughs> All right. I think I know where this next one's going. I don't know if we've talked about this on the podcast, but it's something I've talked about before. Um, we might have talked about it on the podcast already, but uh, let's check this out. This has to do with the Challenger explosion. Okay, I have a spicy conspiracy theory for you today. And I'm just going to start out by saying it's a lot easier to control the masses and control the narrative around something through emotional manipulation. So you'll notice if something is considered a tragedy, it's like totally taboo to ask questions about it. Case closed, that's it. So if there's people in the comments that have a problem with this or are calling me insensitive for talking about this, that's fine because if it's true, that's the desired outcome. Anyways, this is the crew of the 1986 Challenger Space Shuttle mission. Infamously, on January 28th, 1986, the space shuttle exploded right after takeoff. The disaster was broadcast on live television to 40 million viewers. Two men, Bob Eberling and Roger Boysjolly, worked tirelessly to warn NASA about an issue with the shuttle's O-rings making calls and warning anyone that would listen going all the way back to October the prior year. They warned that if these O-rings were used on a launch on a day that was below 40 degrees Fahrenheit that there would be a catastrophe. But of course no one listened. Which automatically kind of makes me think they wanted the catastrophe to happen. Roughly 80 seconds after the launch, the shuttle exploded and all seven crew members lost their lives. This is Judy Resnick, an engineer and pilot aboard the Challenger mission. In 2013, an eagle-eyed internet user found Judith Resnick, a law professor at Harvard Law School. Some people were a little taken aback by the identical name, age, and likeness, so they started digging. This is Michael J. Smith, also an engineer and pilot aboard the Challenger shuttle, who passed away that fateful day in 1986 at the age of 39 years old. This is Dr. Michael J. Smith, professor of engineering at the University of Wisconsin. Hmm. This is Sharon Krista McAuliffe, arguably one of the most famous things about the Challenger mission. She was supposedly just a teacher that was picked at random to be one of the astronauts, which made it all the more tragic when she passed away due to the Challenger disaster in 1986. This is Sharon A. McAuliffe also a law professor who received her degree shortly after the Challenger disaster. Dick Scobie was the commander of the mission. Here's Commander Dick Scobie next to Richard Scobie, the CEO of Cows and Trees. Here's his company's original logo. It's a cow, but it's not in a tree. It's strapped to a rocket, and gee, that jet stream kind of looks familiar. In fact, just in case I wasn't making it clear, uh, the top picture is the Challenger ship shortly after exploding. So, you know, hmm... Astronauts Ronald McNair and Ellison Onizuka both passed away when the Challenger shuttle exploded. Miraculously, it was found out that they both had twin brothers, Carl McNair and Claude Onizuka. But ancestry searches were done for both Carl and Claude, and there was no birth records found. And the odds of two sets of identical twins in a crew of seven are astronomical. But that's just a theory. Rest in peace to the crew of the Challenger space shuttle mission.
Wow, that one's interesting. Um, that's super interesting. God, that that's a hell of a conspiracy. Let's traumatize the world and show a bunch of astronauts get blown to shit. <laughs> and then, uh, I just, when you hear people talk about the moon landings being fake and NASA doing all this bullshit, you have to ask yourself, is it possible for that many people to keep a secret? And I yeah. think it is because everything's so compartmentalized. But uh, it really is crazy to think that they could have pulled off. I mean, Tupac couldn't even fake his own death. <laughs> you know, and all these astronauts fake their deaths and, you know, nobody's the wiser. And then you get people putting out these videos and they're touted as, you know, conspiracy theorists and full of shit, <laughs> you know. Now, that my question is, were either, do either one of you remember watching this in school? Oh, no, I was way too young. Hey, hey, Fro. <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler alert. I was born December 29th, See, 1986. I, I can remember watching that accident in the third grade. Like, they, they took all of us kids to the library so we could watch this launch because it was a big deal. And I don't know. I guess I can kind of see how, how that, that would program an entire youth of America. I mean, I, I don't know. That's definitely something that left an imprint on a, on a kid who actually sat in a school library and, and watched it happen. You know, it's, it's one of those things that still to this day, I can remember the, the, the teacher shuffling us all out of the library and, and pushing us all back to our classes and, and kind of pretending like nothing ever happened. Wow. Yeah, it's crazy. I've seen videos of people like confronting Buzz Aldrin and um, other people that supposedly landed on the moon and they get super defensive and sometimes even violent towards the people that are asking them or questioning them about the moon landings being fake. And uh, it would be interesting to see somebody do some videos on these people like and confront them about it and see what their reactions are. Um, it's super, super conspiratorial, but man, some of those oh, faces, sure. looked, some of those faces looked legit, like aged, you know, 20, 30 years. So, um, what year did that happen? I forget. 1986. 1986. Okay. Yeah. So almost 40 years then. Um, that's a, that's a long time. And to hold that secret for so long. You know, those people are only going to live for so long. And if, if that's true and it was faked before they die or on their deathbed, are they going to admit to what they did, <laughs> you know, and, you know, reveal to the world? I mean, if you're involved in a conspiracy like that, you have to know the reason why they faked it. So, I mean, I guess that's the question. Why would they fake the Challenger explosion? Yeah. But, but in this day and age, in all honesty, even if they did come out and say, oh, yeah, the whole thing was fake, like, would you believe them? Uh, you know, <laughs> there's, a lot of, there's a lot of situations where the government has said some shit that turned out to be a lie. And then after a certain amount of time, it seems like people are just like, oh, yeah, we knew that all along. And it, like, softens the blow. And, it, and there's crazy people like myself that are like, Motherfucker, they were lying to us the whole time. <laughs> so I, I think we've the, been desensitized oh, to the sure. lying. Right? We're so used to it. Yeah. I mean, just look at how many years they said that Area 51 didn't exist. 
UFOs didn't exist. And then now they're just going, oh, yeah, we've, we've seen that shit. <laughs> it's like, wow. Yeah. So um, anytime, like, I just don't trust NASA 100%. Um, and, you know, for a long time, I didn't believe that we went to the moon. I, I thought it was horseshit. But uh, I don't know, man. It's yeah, it's really hard for me. I, I go back and forth because there is a lot of decent evidence that says we didn't go to the moon. And there's a lot of evidence that looks like we did. But what I'm starting to see more of is more evidence that we did go to the moon, but that we saw some shit we weren't supposed to see, such as bases on the moon. And that's why there's all this um, cover up and misinformation. Um, I think that's a, uh, an amazing government tactic to throw misinformation in there with all the shit and maybe sprinkle a little truth in there. So that you get yeah. a little bit of truth, but the rest is bullshit. So you automatically disregard it, you know. So as a conspiracy theorist myself, I have to look at something like that and go, you know, it's it's possible that they bullshitted the Challenger explosion. The question is why? And uh, there's a video later that I actually, we, we might play that one next. We might actually have the answer to why they would bullshit something like that. So let's check out this video real quick. I think this is the one. There's a theory that we haven't ever been to outer space because of a transparent barrier that surrounds our entire world. And that past this barrier isn't open space or a vacuum, but water. Now, it all might sound crazy, but back in 1962, the U.S. government launched a couple of nukes into the sky to allegedly test out the atmosphere's reaction to them. Or, that's what they want us to believe. But some say they were actually trying to see if they could crack that invisible barrier. Ironically enough, this program was called Operation Fishbowl. This theory is further speculated, as many have said that if you look at the stars with your own eyes, or zoom in on them with a camera, it seems to be twinkling or shining through a liquid-like substance. As rocket enthusiasts have observed, that rockets we have launched do seem to hit an invisible ceiling that causes a ripple-like effect that you would see in water, leading to a pretty strange theory. I like how faded off it, like flat earth. They're like, all right, stop the bullshit now. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, Research flat earth. No. I, uh, for those of you that are a little confused at what they might be talking about there, what they're alleging is that there's a firmament above the earth, as stated in the Bible. The Bible actually talks about there being a firmament above the earth. And a lot of people think that that's one reason why we never went to the moon and that we've never actually been to outer space because there may not be an outer space. Um, that's where some of the flat earth theories, um, I mean, let's be honest, they're all crazy, but there's certain things like the firmament idea where I'm like, I mean, it could be possible. We could be living underneath a firmament, but you know, who really knows? And if the government does know, I don't think they're going to tell us. <laughs> So, I mean, what what do you guys think about those videos? I, I think the video looks pretty legit. And if I saw something like that in the sky, I'd be like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, I mean, it would definitely trip me out. Um, we don't get a whole lot of rocket launches here in Arkansas. Anytime, anytime anything incorporates the words flat earth in it, I'm out. I just, it's not, and I realized the video didn't, didn't do that until 
that, that dramatic 80s font at the end, which really the video needed. And I, I just there, there's there's no there's no arguing with with certain people. There's no talking to certain people. And sure. I, I, in all honesty, I just I, my my opinion on stuff like that is you know there, there's there's things we've been taught since we were kids and uh you know maybe i'm maybe i'm still in that that maybe i'm i'm the one guy who's still in that cloud of belief to where i'm like yeah. you know what it is what it is <laughs> an interesting thing about flat earth because i'm a i'm an open-minded conspiracy theorist if there's enough people gathering behind a movement like the flat earth movement um i'm curious like all right let's check this out it's kind of like the bigfoot thing where some people think that bigfoot is just an animal and other people think it's supernatural and a lot of the people that think that bigfoot's a real creature they say that the people that say it's supernatural are clouding all the research and basically um you know, uh, doing a disservice to all the actual research that's done trying to prove that Bigfoot is a real flesh and blood creature and not something supernatural. But with Flat Earth, I started looking into it and there's a um, a Flat Earth, I think it's like the Flat Earth Research Society or something, so the Flat Earth Society. And uh, I was looking at some of their stuff and I was like, this all seems like hokey bullshit, which generally when it comes to Flat Earth, that's what I think anyway. And then I started seeing other flat earth theorists that were touting themselves as um, flat earth deniers for a long time until they started researching it and that something convinced them. And what a lot of these guys are saying is that the flat earth society, I think that's the name of this organization. Um, they have all the best ranking on Google. And if you, if you look up flat earth anywhere, they're the first people that come up and it was designed that way. Um, it's like a disinformation, a disinformation organization to make flat earth sound so crazy that people don't even look at, into the <laughs> things that um, could get people questioning. Well, fuck, maybe the earth is flat or not a ball. Um, but I, I haven't seen anything convincing enough for me to go. All right, I got to really look into this. But some people say that they've looked into certain things when it comes to flat Earth, and they've been thoroughly convinced. And they went in initially trying to disprove it, and they realized that they couldn't prove it. And so they call it um, flat Earth proofs because they they claim to have proof. But um, you know, it's just one of those things where I I have I only have a limited amount of room in my brain <laughs> to. Uh, research crazy shit and flat earth there's no room for that right now but i do i do want to do an episode about it to present if i can find some good good arguments that people have made i would like to present it um to see what people think but i i haven't found anything and i've been up in planes um a lot of people say oh the earth is flat just go up in a plane i've been up in a plane um it looks flat but i still think it's round <laughs> it's just I, you haven't gotten to the elevation you know um and when people talk about the curvature of the earth, like if you look at a globe, like a desk globe, and you think, okay, now all the continents, you know, are obviously pretty small if you're looking at a desk globe. And you think, okay, now like a Google Earth type thing, and you zoom in, 
and you go, well, of course it would look flat because you're definitely not high enough to see the earth as a whole. But we do have allegedly photos from space showing earth as a globe. But a lot of flat earthers will tell you that NASA is full of shit and they create CGI images, um, which has been proven that NASA doctors images from space of the earth. Now, that's where I'm like, why would they do that? You know, clear bullshit images. Like you can take two pictures that NASA has said were from the International Space Station. And when you look at the pictures, the ball is the same size, but the continents are not the same size. So it makes me go, why would NASA put out a fake picture of the Earth? Why? Why would they do that? If they're up there and they have real pictures, like don't Photoshop it. Don't make it look cooler. Show me the Earth as it is. So why well, would they? Just a really lazy intern. Could be. It very well could be. I've seen pictures of um, going back to the moon debacle. I've seen pictures of the surface of the moon where a lot of people are like, oh, you can't see stars. You can't blah, blah, blah. And somebody was taking these images off of NASA's website and they were putting them in some photo program and like messing with the levels. And they got it to the point where you could see where the edits had been done in the pictures to cut out everything in the sky um, and part of the surface of the moon. And they're like, why would they do that unless they were trying to hide something? You know, why aren't they giving us the straight pictures, even if they don't look very cool? <laughs> you know what I mean? So there is some deception with NASA, and it, I, I've always wondered why. So, you know, I think the Earth is a globe. I do think we've been into outer space, but, you know, anything's possible. You know, I, who knows? But uh, my biggest question is, why would NASA fake any images from the International Space Station showing Earth? Why would they fake those? But Matt, you're right. It could could be a lazy intern, <laughs> you know. Um, Scott, touch it on your uh, silos. Kansas. Uh, I don't know if you've dug any holes here in Arkansas, but uh, it ain't that great. <laughs> Kansas, Kansas has quite a few silos. You know, and a lot of people that say um, that question, like uh, Aaron Peckerwood Customs. What's up, Aaron? Um, he says, if the earth is flat, I wonder how thick this rectangular slab floating through alleged space is. Now, I know that there is a bunch of flat earthers that started off as atheists. And this is what I thought was really interesting. The more they researched flat earth, the more things in the Bible started to be true, like their theory of the firmament and that earth is actually not a planet, but a realm. And the reason why this secret is being held from us is because the powers that be don't want us to know just how special we are and that we were God's only creation. And there is nothing in space. There are no aliens. It's just us. And this is a realm that we live in called earth. Um, obviously they can't say anything beyond that because they don't know the answers. Um, but uh, when you get into that woo woo shit, it gets so out of the realm of what we all would deem as realistic that it's hard to believe. But, you know, there are a lot of religion is huge on Earth. And, uh, you know, God never mentioned aliens that I can recall. And all the times my Bible, my grandma read me the Bible, I never heard God talk about aliens at all. Um, with the exception, if you look into the book of Enoch, they talk a little bit 
crazy shit. I don't know if you ever looked into the Book of Enoch. No. Yeah, there's some crazy shit in there, and there's a reason why a lot of churches have decided not to talk about that. Um, but uh, definitely interesting. Every time, every time I fly, I just want to ask the pilot, like, "Hey, is the Earth flat or what?" But I don't want to get put on a, a list, a no-fly list, for being crazy. <laughs> but but this all almost comes down to where it's like a. a marketing employee in this day and age we're almost to the point now to where is let's see how far we can push them and see if they can still believe what they're what they believe their entire life or let's see if we can throw a curveball at them and see if we can change the way they're approaching things yeah. and it's almost like an experiment to where you're 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 pushing and you're pushing and you're pushing and you're going okay that was too far so let's <laughs> yeah. dial it back and let's try this again. You know what? Let's try flat earth. Let, let's try to convince everybody that the earth is flat and let's see how many people go for that. And, and it, it's almost like it's almost like a lab rat thing. A hundred percent. The government's been fucking with us for a long time. Anybody that's a conspiracy theorist has heard of the MK Ultra mind control programs, things like that. And they're they're always, you know, subliminal messages in TV. Um there's always some sort of control and manipulation being done by whoever, the powers that be, the cabal, the elites, whatever you want to call them. Um, the so good old boys. I, yeah, the good old boys. I definitely the think man. that yeah, I definitely think that there may be something to a lot of these conspiracies, and maybe all of them have some sort of disinformation. Uh involved from the government or the power the powers that be or the good old boys um i would want that job i think that would be crazy like all right what can we fuck with them next <laughs> you know I'm I mean? right now i believe i would be fantastic as an operative for the man <laughs> i would love to be a, a man in black and talk to these people after they've seen shit <laughs> like just fuck with them a little bit like you know just like oh hey by the way they're coming back Nah, I'm just messing. It's like, damn it, Chris, did you do the lizard eye contact thing again? Fuck, you're going to fucking give these people a heart attack. <laughs> like, no, see, my thing would be I'd, go, I'd show up in somebody's yard and do the crocodile dundee <laughs> on, their, on their dog or something. Just be out there. <laughs> or pull out like one of the like the men in black pen and then be like, oh, he's doing the fucking pen thing again. Knock it off. You're fucking with these people. <laughs> but Stare just right, look right here. here. Look right into this red light. <laughs> um, yeah, definitely, definitely interesting. Um, I can't, I, I've said it before on this podcast, you know, when it comes to the government and bullshitting us, I'm really starting to question why they're starting to be more forthcoming with this alien shit. And everything that I've heard is that they're going to fake an alien invasion, that they've had this plan laid out for a long time. And that, you know, talking about present day shit, they were going to do the... Um, the pandemic and then after yeah. that after they proved that they can control us enough they were going to do a fake alien invasion so that they can create and establish a one world government also known as the new world order um, so I honestly if aliens came down and it was all over the news like fuck they're invading us I don't know if I'd buy it don't know if I'd buy it because like I've said before and like many other people have said if there are aliens and they're that technologically advanced, if they wanted to end our shit, we would have been done a long time ago. <laughs> you know, if anything, 
they're keeping us alive to either because they're benevolent or we're about to be uh, slaves. <laughs> you know what I mean? So we'll see what I happens. Right now, we could be food. Trying to start faking that invasion is the South. Yeah. <laughs> could you That's imagine? the could worst you place imagine? they could ever try to start that. You get old Billy Bob and the boys <laughs> rolling out in a beat up old Ford pickup and a 12 gauge. But see, the, 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 fact that, the fact that we're even, the fact that you guys are able to do this as often as, as you do, the, the fact that, that people are talking about it, it tells you that there, there is some effect there. I mean, the, the, the fact that you can even sit here and talk about it is, is there's enough information out there to, for you to go, wait a minute, maybe. So then, yeah. that, that's what, yeah. that, that's what kind of throws me off. Even the skeptics yeah. are even stepping back going, eh, well, maybe. I like I like the skeptics where if you show them something where even as a conspiracy theorist, you go, okay, look, even if I wasn't a conspiracy theorist or a person that believes in the supernatural or paranormal, if I showed them this evidence or if I saw this evidence, I would have no other choice other than to go, fuck, maybe it's possible. Maybe it's possible. But there's guys that just 100% do not believe um, like Bill Nye, the science guy, for example, he was dead set against aliens and UFOs. They don't exist. Yada, yada, yada. If they existed, the government would have said something by now. And look, the government has said something. And Bill Nye, the fucking science guy has been pretty goddamn quiet. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, lots of, uh, skeptics and, um, people that have been trying to disprove the alien hypothesis for a long time are very quiet when the government finally goes, okay, there's some shit out there that we don't know. Um, so I don't know. It's a, it's definitely thought provoking and interesting. And some of the shit I would love to be real, but like, bro, you seem like a pretty logical guy. You've experienced what we can only call paranormal activity, um, possibly ghostly. So, uh, you have to, after experiencing that, you have to believe in life after death, right? So, so to an extent. Now, I, I, I will say this: as as much as dealing with that did like have its effect on me, it, it was one of those things where where I would say it half jokingly. Somebody would come over and stay at the house for two months, and then all of a sudden, they're like, dude, your house is haunted. I'm leaving. I'll see you later. So it was one of those things where I never really looked at it the same way. Everything is the same way everybody else did. Yeah. It was one of those things that was just a part of my house. You know, you, you walked in and, and said hello to whatever was there. You watched TV for a while. You fell asleep in your chair. Something snapped its fingers at you, and you went back to bed. <laughs> so it, it's – even though I have, like, experienced something like that to where, to where it was something that I lived with day in and day out, it, it was never one of those things that, that bothered me. It was never one of those things that got to me. Now, the, the people who would come over and stay at the house, it would get to them. And I noticed that it, it was more with some people than other people. Yeah. And in all honesty, it begs the question. Like, the, the human mind is a crazy thing. If you sure. just sit there and tell somebody over and over, hey, this house is haunted. Hey, this house is haunted. Even if you're joking with them, it doesn't have its effect after a, a certain amount of time. Yeah. And, and to that end, like, it. 
is it is it even the government or is it just an organized group of people is is there just a group of people that absolutely live for the idea that you need to believe that the earth is flat to make it through from day to day it's very true yeah and, and you know even the things that i saw in the house you, you've even got to question yourself and, and it's I, I said it as a joke at the beginning of this, of this show but you know it was it was age 21 to 31 I drank a lot back then, you know, did something really happen in the house or was I really in that point of my life to where I was, I was just imagining things. Do you still but, think that, that you could possibly have imagined all that? <laughs> um, I, I'm not as, as skeptical about ghosts as I once was. Um, okay. Now, now the, the whole theory of, of life after death, do, do I believe in life after death? I, as much as it may ruffle anybody's feathers, as much as it may be something that, that people don't want to hear, I, I was raised Christian. I, I was raised yeah. you know, going to church every Sunday. So this stuff doesn't exist. Like when, when, you're, when you're raised that way, when you're, when you're at church every Sunday, when, when you have listened over and over to, to, to the sermons, to, to what, what has been taught to you since you were, you were a child. This stuff doesn't exist. This, this is not real. Ghosts are not real. Aliens are not real. None of this is, is anything that was in your teachings. So it, it's something that for, for me to, to, to step out and go, you know, my house was haunted. <laughs> I, I can't, I can't honestly like totally buy into that because of how I was raised. But at the same point, like I, I, I've got friends that I've been friends with for 25 years that lived in that house for a year. And, and they told me halfway through the time they were living there, they were like, Hey, um, there's some freaky stuff going on in this house. And I'm not positive how much longer I'm going to be here. <laughs> so it, it, it all comes down to, again, like what was it real or, or what were we all drinking? Um, I've got one friend who doesn't drink, and he is the friend who made it eight hours in the house. He didn't want to come back. He didn't want to come back to get his stuff. He said he had, he had heard footsteps coming through the house. And when, and he thought it was me. He thought I had come back. I was on a trip to uh, New York at the time. And he called me at 3 o'clock in the morning and said, hey, where are you at for real? And I said, I'm in Syracuse, New York. And he goes, no, like for real, where are you at? Or where, where are you at in the house? And I said, I'm not in the house. And he said, okay, I'm not going to be here when you get back. I, I thank you for your time. And he moved on with, with what he does. Wow. You know, it, it's, and, and again, this is the whole basis of like spook houses and horror houses. The, the, you're, you're setting people up from the moment they step in line. Like I am here to get scared. I am here for this this process, and whether you think that or not, that's what you showed up for, and that's why you're why you do this. That's why you hit 12, 12 spook houses on on the night before Halloween. <laughs> in your head, you want to be scared. Yeah, so sure. in your head, you're going to be scared by the time this is all said and done. So it's just a matter of convincing people. In all honesty, I just um. It's interesting to me because if I experienced 
that stuff and I question my sanity. But then somebody outside of the thing will go, oh, yeah, well, there's a teacher who, you know, listened to her TV really loud and she snapped her fingers at her kids. Then I would feel super validated and I go, oh, fuck, I wasn't imagining shit. That's real. That is a ghost. That is somebody that was once living that is now dead and still has enough energy to affect our world that we can see and experience real time. Um, life after death. Um, energy after death. So that to me uh, is very interesting. And there's a lot of people that have seen shit and they still refuse to believe. I've talked to many people where you ask them, do you believe in crazy fucking paranormal shit? And they're like, oh, fuck no. And like, so nothing ever weird has happened to you. And they're like, oh, well, this one time, you know, I saw a fucking bottle move all by itself. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, what the, how are you going to say you saw something? You know, they go, oh, I thought I was crazy. <laughs> fuck. But, but that comes down to, a lot of that comes down to the, the environment you came up in. Yeah. Um, in, the, in the northeast corner of, of Oklahoma, you can actually still look up some of the, the urban legends that, that apply to that area. And oddly enough, there, there are still a couple things up there that people still believe in, and, and there are theories on, on why these things happen. There, there's a, an item in northeast Oklahoma called the uh, spook light. So the, the spook light, you you and this was this was just a reason for a bunch of punk teenage kids to stand on a dirt road in the middle of the yeah. night drinking beer. Yeah. But there, there are people who swear adamantly that there is such a thing as the spook light. And what it what it is is you go out on this road and everybody stays quiet, and you sit there in your car, and out of nowhere this this white ball of energy would just pop up. And you would see it move back and forth and you'd see it move up and down the road. And, and it was always on a certain stretch of road. Yeah. And, and it was something that, that like the Army Corps of Engineers actually came in and took a look and, and they said, oh, no, it's the, the reflection of, of headlights off of the highway three miles south of here. You just happen to be on a specific downhill portion where that light can reflect. There are still people who swear that, that that's a real thing. And there's a lot of a lot of what people would call supernatural folklore that that revolves around this area. There was a there was an old mansion where some murders had occurred. There there was a bridge in that area that was called the Devil's Promenade Bridge. That that apparently on certain on the night before Halloween, there there were certain things that would happen there. It, it's there's always been that folklore in that that area to where these guys ha have always like had certain things to say about oh i, I was out on this road and the weirdest thing happened and, and you got to wonder if that folklore is actually more marketing than anything else yeah could very well be um i definitely have heard it's inside what it'd be a great way to keep the kids inside oh yeah for sure <laughs> um i definitely have heard of uh ball balls of light in um the woods and on mountaintops and on roads like that and you know a lot of the stuff has been debunked as ball lightning but then some just can't be explained um it's definitely interesting i was actually watching a bigfoot show i forget which one it wasn't finding bigfoot but there was one where they were out in the woods and there was a ball of light in the middle of nowhere no cars around for miles and miles and miles 
and there was in the woods just a light floating through the trees and they could not figure it out so who knows i think there's a lot on this earth that is unexplained just because we haven't done the proper science and proper research and anything that seems a little spooky or out of the ordinary um i think it's really easy for people just to you know dismiss it but um let's get back into some of these videos we've got a, a handful left and then uh we'll talk about some vampires
That was painfully long. Bro <laughs> was like, is the full few hours on here? <laughs> Buckle up, kids. <laughs> what do you think, Fro? Uh, is Bigfoot real? Okay, so um, I'm gonna go two different directions with this. Because first of all, I'm probably like like not the person you want to talk to about about Sasquatch. But um, I'm gonna assume either one of you guys are hunters. Bro. Have you ever have you ever hunted? Yeah. So you you've been out in the woods at five o'clock in the morning. I mean, it's been a minute, but yeah. <laughs> so if you've been out in the woods at five o'clock in the morning. You've heard something like this. I mean, you always hear weird shit in the you woods. You always hear weird stuff in the woods. You yeah. always do, and you you never can quite put your put your finger on it. You're not quite sure what it is. Um, I, I think honestly, in that video. That's, that's just like a moose or an elk or something. I'd like to know the location of the video. I'd like to know, yeah. like, like, like who the guy is. What's his background? What does he do? Is he a hunter? Was he just? Did he literally just set up a camera out in the woods and forget it for two hours? Like that's not something that that's that's a commonplace thing. Yeah. You ever heard of an elk? I, no, I've never heard. I, I'm not an elk hunter. I, I've hunted in Oklahoma. Right. We don't have elk. <laughs> so. I mean, now I will say this. I, I have I've traveled quite a bit. It, it's I, I used to travel for work, so it's one of those things where I got to just about every corner of the country. In, in that in that far west Washington area, the Sasquatch is a much more real thing than it is anywhere else in the United States. Now there there are some some guys in in Oklahoma. There are some guys in, in Kansas, Missouri who who, who believe in, in Sasquatch or, or Bigfoot, and and they, they believe that they're going out in the woods and they're going to find one at some point. And and you know more power to them. I hope that they do. Do I believe in it? Uh, yes, to a certain extent. I believe there is an animal. It's out there in the woods. We don't know what it is or how it particularly works. Yeah. Do, do I well, believe one Sasquatch? Well, another Sasquatch. <laughs> I, I, but I, I'm not. I'm also not one of those guys who believes that you go out in the woods in the middle of the night, and out of nowhere a Sasquatch jumps out and rips your head off. Like, I'm more <laughs> of a hairy man guy. Like he's probably cool. He's probably all right. Yeah. So, elk doesn't sound like that. As an avid watcher. Of hunting programs because I know my fat ass is trucking up and down a mountain chasing the elusive wapiti. <laughs> they don't sound like that. And a moose is more of a like, not like, a, like a roar or whatnot. They more make that like a chuffing noise. Like as much as I, as much as I buy into your theory, maybe they're mating. I mean, good God. Just imagine. We're a moose out there just giving her hell. <laughs> just saying. Like, we don't know the, the circumstances. We don't know the conditions yet. <laughs> Drive it out. Oh, man. Um. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the, the convincing thing for me for Bigfoot sounds, especially when they do, like, the long calls, 
is the ones that are super drawn out. Um, I don't know, and I'm not an avid outdoorsman either, but I don't know anything. I've heard some calls where I'm like, I don't know any animal that has that kind of capacity to sit there and scream or howl for that long. Even I, I've heard coyotes. I've heard wolves um, or what I think are wolves. I've heard regular dogs um, howl. They don't go for that long. But there's some clips I've heard of Sasquatch, allegedly, that, I mean, they just drag out. And uh, I, I don't know. I, I, I can't think of anything that has that kind of vocal ability. Um, but then again, in canyons and stuff, the sound can travel. Um, but I do like the idea that Sasquatch is out there giving, giving Mrs. Squatch a little hell. <laughs> just just... <laughs> hold, hold on to tree for <laughs> stabilization. <laughs> oh, man. See, but see the, the funny part about like like the the guys that are on TV, the the guys that are hosting shows where they're they're hunting Sasquatch or whatever. Um, if you really want to convince me that that Sasquatch is out there and you spotted it and it's real, stop acting crazy. Like, why do they always put the the people on TV who who are are that animated and that that just visibly? A little disturbed. You know what? I can see where Fro's going with this. Like, like, give me the guy that's sitting there going, "I saw some shit." Not, not, and then it came out of the woods. <laughs> like, give me the guy that's sitting there like, "There's something out there," and he takes a shot trying to calm his nerves. Yeah, and that's and that's the guy you buy into is the guy sitting at the end of the bar like nursing a bottle. And like, like you finally work up the nerve to go down and talk to him, and he's like, "Nah, I've been this way ever since I saw Sasquatch in '83," and just leaves it at that. Like, yeah, I'm sold. Yeah, and uh, you get the guy that shows up at these town halls, and he's like, "You wouldn't believe it, bigger than shit, came out of the woods." <laughs> now, let me ask, let me ask you guys something because I saw something that I was pretty convinced was real on one of these Bigfoot shows. That is more serious and not really uh, crazy characters. It's called Expedition Bigfoot. Um, I actually, I really enjoy that show. And I believe it was last season. One of the researchers came across a kill site that had multiple skeletons of deers and limbs that have been ripped off of the deer that the real meat of it was ripped off like on the bottom portion of the leg. Um, it was all still intact and it looked like um, not tool marks in the bone, but like teeth marks. And I'm wondering if any animal, and it was out in the open, it wasn't like in a cave or anything like that. It was off in some trees, but uh, it was a pretty gnarly kill site. And uh, I'm wondering if that is behavioral, um, uh, behavior of like bears or cats in the woods. I've never heard of them having designated kill sites where they bring all their kills back to eat. Mountain lions will. Really? In the same spot? Yeah. Interesting. Um, I just I just learned about it thanks to watching the Lone Show. Really? Mm-hmm. Pumas, cougars, few Australians. But but you you also have to take into take into account that, that 
are animals like human beings? Is there just that one weird one? Yeah. <laughs> no. One spot says, all right, this is my spot now. Yeah. It's like, calm down. I just want to take some pictures. <laughs> um, but no, it's, uh, but yeah, cougars, cougars will take the, take all their kills back to one spot within their territory. Interesting. I like, I, I like Bro's idea of like there being some weird one out there who like tucks his tail between his legs and he's like, I'd hunt me. Would you hunt me? Like, <laughs> just, just sitting there, some, some, like, some random hunter's game cam, just in there, like, <laughs> I'd hunt me so hard. Oh, that is funny. <laughs> sitting there with a pit screaming, it puts the pine cone in the tear. <laughs> Oh man. Um, once, um <laughs> one, you know what I just realized? I could probably screen or not screen, yeah, screen share um some of uh because I created a photo album on Facebook and I could probably let me see if I can share the uh we're about to see Chris's Buffalo Bill cosplay. All right. <laughs> Okay, I'm gonna try to let me just make sure there's nothing incriminating here. <laughs> um, let me share this screen. I, I don't have two screens today, so I can't see um, what I'm going to present. So bear with me. All right, I'm gonna go through some of these pictures, and this is the Bigfoot Museum I went to today. Like I said, it was super cool. Um, that's Murphy. And he is seven and, a half feet, seven and a half feet tall. And I don't know if you can see, but he does have junk. <laughs> I thought that was funny. Because um, you never hear people talk about seeing Sasquatch's junk. Well, there it is right there. Um, not that impressive, but that's okay. We won't hold it against him. <laughs> Came out of the trees! <laughs> it's cold out here. <laughs> um, it's cold in the city northwest. But uh, what the guy was telling me was that a lot of people that have claimed to see or have claimed to see or have claimed that they have seen Bigfoot um, when they see Murphy, uh, they say, you know, it looked a lot like that, you know, maybe some differences in the facial features or how much hair is on it. Um, but they say, you know, as far as size proportionally and overall look, that's what they saw in the woods. And the pictures do this thing no justice because when you're standing right in front of it, it is gigantic. And if I came across something like that in the woods, I would be fucking shitting my pants. So did he tell you what it was made of? Like, where, how did how did he come to this conclusion that this is what the animal looks like? Uh, from the people that have seen it. Dick, and I was like... They, <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think they just guessed on that one. Um, but yeah, there's a... I don't know. I do know that the the actual statue itself um, only weighed 150 pounds because it was made out of foam. Um, I picked it up and I tried to take it home, but uh, they weren't too keen on that. Um, but it is pretty light. Uh, they were saying that if that was a real animal um, that size, it would probably be over 800 pounds, which if you look at it, I could definitely see that. Um, very big. The hands are fucking huge. Um but uh, yeah, they had some interesting exhibits, like talking about you know where are the bones? How come we don't see bones? Um, 
some of these casts are originals and some are um, recasts. But this is uh, this was an interesting one talking about the mid tarsal break and how it different uh, it differs from a human footprint. And it's a easy way to authenticate prints that you see in the wilderness um, that you think are purported to be Bigfoot. Um, these handprints were crazy because the hands were so damn big. Um, even the smaller ones, like those three small ones above that big one, they were still, the fingers were about two and a half times the size of mine. And you can see in the um, top middle, you can see a human hand compared to one of these handprints. There's also over to the right, you can see a knuckle print, which was insane. Um, if these are actually real, I believe they are because um, they've all been cast, uh, some, or not all of them, but some of them have been cast after they found footprints. They follow the footprints and eventually they see something like that. So they were able to get um, those prints, uh, some memorabilia. Um, let me see here. Uh, this was a good um, display, especially when it was talking about the midfoot flexibility or that mid-tarsal break and how that print in the middle shows uh, the mid-tarsal break and why um, that was not a hoax. Because somebody, I mean, maybe there's somebody out there that knows human at, human anatomy and um, primate uh, anatomy, but uh, it would be, you'd have to really know some shit to fake a print like that. Now over to the left, you see hoaxed footprints and you can actually see the, uh, the wooden models that they used for them <laughs> below. But um, over to the right, you see 1991 Mill Creek Road. You can see every single one of these footprints has that mid-tarsal break. Um, and then obviously in the middle, you can see the Sasquatch butt print and the Sasquatch's ass crack. <laughs> I thought that was funny. Um, but uh, above in the top part of this picture, you see wild men around the world. These are all the different creatures that are wild men in the wilderness that people claim to have seen. Um, so they're all over the world whatever these creatures are. Uh, let's see here. Uh, this was an interesting um, story because there was a logging company. And from what it sounds like, uh, from what I gathered from the story, was that um, a logger was doing some hiking, maybe taking a break. And he found one of these nests at the base of a tree. And they actually shut down that logging site for like five years so that they could research um, the area and they found 23 nesting sites all within like a half a mile radius um, of various sizes, uh, which I thought was interesting. Um, primatologists said that uh, these nesting beds are very similar to um, African mountain gorillas, with the exception of obviously they have to use different materials in the Northwest um, compared to Africa. So I thought that was super interesting. Um, now this is going into uh, the Orang Gudang. Um, so they also had some exhibits of other creatures around um, the world, like the Yowie. I'm sure our Australian friends know about the Yowie. Uh, the exhibit in the middle, looking at the Sasquatch hair, um, the Sasquatch hair is the one all the way to the right of the four hairs that you can see. And the one next to that, to the left, um, that is uh, human hair. Um, and the other ones, I forget what the other ones were, but they were common, common animals. And the hair from the alleged Sasquatch was unknown. Very interesting. 
Uh, there's the Yaoi exhibit, the Vietnamese wild man, the Orang Pen deck of Sumatra, Indonesia, um, the Yaren, the Yeti, uh, just a lot of a lot of cool stuff. Um, over to the left, you see uh, two framed pictures. Those were actually uh, fingerprints that were lifted off of a, a window surface, I believe. And I believe they are both the original prints. They had a lot of really cool exhibits here. Um, the face smudge, uh, that framed um, face smudge, that's the original face smudge print that they lifted. Um, and then they get into the Patterson-Gimlin footage. Uh, oh, wait, that was a different um, picture. This one shows a lot. Like I was saying, they have screens that show you some of the footage that people have gotten on thermal that has been um, highly debated. But um, all the videos that they show... Um, a lot of legit Sasquatch researchers have gone on to say that it's some of the most legit footage that we have aside from the Patterson-Gimlin footage. Um, so here you can see the sign that says behaviors. Underneath that, those are legitimate branches that um, are the originals that were twisted in weird ways. I think I have a closer picture um, that shows how crazy um, they were twisted uh, there's the Patterson-Gimlin stuff. Up um, towards the right, you can see those five prints. Those are all the casts from the Patterson-Gimlin site. Um, and also the uh, um, the big display with the back end of Patty right there. They talk about how big she was when they took one of her foot um, casts and put it up next to her. Um, they uh, estimated her size. So that was interesting, but I really want to get a bigger picture, some more footage that you guys have probably seen before. Um, some sign Bigfoot stuff. Uh, there are the first fabric impressions. So you can see where this mattress was like right off the side of the road, it looks like, and a Bigfoot apparently stepped on it. And if you look at these are the originals up at the top. And if you look, you can actually see the finger or the, the prints. So they look super legit. If somebody hoaxed that, that would have <laughs> that took a lot of work. Um, more cast. Yeah, <laughs> they had a lot of cool movie. Po oh, there it is. So these are legit. The this is evidence. So if you look at the one to the left, that branch was literally grabbed on both ends and just twisted so much that the bark broke off of it. But uh, I don't know a human that's strong enough to do that. <laughs> Um, the one in the middle is even more perplexing because it is literally twisted into that shape. Um, I was looking at it and I was like, that is insane. Uh, to be able to fake something like that, I mean, the only thing I could think of was be you get the wood wet and then you somehow dry it out. <laughs> but um, it just it looked insane to me. Um, same with the other one to the right. Um, but the one in the middle, I was just like, that is insane that something could just twist it like that. Because I was looking at it and, I, you know, uh, I know I couldn't do it. And I was like, could like a strong man, like a, a fucking like a bodybuilder do that? Fuck no. There's no way. I don't think so. Um, but that's pretty much it. I think it would be a theory worth testing. I think you could uh, you could actually try that out, like throw a, throw a tool on the end of it and try to try to actually bend it. Yeah. So, like just to see if it's a if it's a valid theory. 
Yeah, it was interesting. I was looking really close at the branches because, like I said, they're the originals. And uh, I was looking at I was like, I, especially the one to the left, I was like, I am so surprised that it didn't just snap. Um, so, like I said, the only way I could think of it being possible to fake it would be to get the wood wet enough that you could twist it and somehow dry it. But you would have to hold it in place to dry it. So, I mean, you could put it in a vise. I didn't see any tool markings or anything like that, but I'm sure... Um, you could put together some sort of a rig to make that possible. But I just, man, I was, I was, I'm pretty convinced that Sasquatch is real. So it doesn't take much for me, but seeing that stuff in real life, if I was out in the woods and I saw that shit, I don't know what could do that. Um, so the that museum. Biggest, biggest question I have on this is they, they've lifted fingerprints off of, off of glass and they've lifted a face smudge off of glass. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay, so if these animals are getting ballsy enough that they're actually coming up to the side of the house to see what's going on, that's where yeah. you start questioning, like, why have we not seen this thing before? 100%. Like, granted, it's probably just like normal animals, it's probably nocturnal. Yeah. So that there's a chance that, that this thing's only moving around in the dark, assuming it is real. Yeah. Um, that That's what makes me question it, though, because it, it, I know me, I'm about as paranoid as it gets. So it's one of those things that if I looked over at the window and saw a pair of eyes looking back at me, I'm gone. <laughs> um, one uh, piece of evidence that I don't think I mentioned on there, and I don't even know, I, I'm pretty sure I took a picture of it, was, I don't know if you guys can hear that fucking vacuum right outside my door. Uh, there was a, um, some guy, the story was that a guy heard a bunch of commotion on his tin metal roof, right? And... He didn't want to go outside because they had seen Sasquatches before. And he went out the next morning and 11 feet up on his roof, there was a handprint, a very large handprint, 11 feet up. That's how high his roof was. And it wasn't like the Sasquatch got up there. It was like the Sasquatch just put his arm up there and just touched the guy's roof and possibly slammed his hand down or something. But um, seeing that, I was like, okay, for one, the hand is very, very large. Two... I mean, you would have to get a ladder <laughs> if you were going to fake that. You get a ladder, you get up there, put the print on. Um, but uh, 11 feet up, I'm thinking, okay, if a creature is seven feet tall and it's got, you know, a three and a half or a four foot uh, reach, it could easily do that. So I don't know. There's a lot of a lot of evidence. You you have to you have to question it, but at the same time, it's like. Even if one of those pieces, if, if any one of those pieces of evidence is real, you know, go into the foot casts thing, the footprints that have been cast, there's thousands of them. If one of those is real, then there is a large human-like creature walking barefoot in the middle of the woods that has a giant, sometimes 16, 17, 18, 19, 20-inch footprint. <laughs> So all it takes is one of those to be real to go, oh, fuck, there's something very large in the woods. Um, and I don't think it's Shaquille O'Neal or Andre the fucking giant out there barefoot walking in the middle of nowhere. So, How dope would it be if it was actually an Andre the Giant clone? That would be crazy. <laughs> he actually played head. Bigfoot on a TV show a long time ago. <laughs> uh, wasn't it the Hulk? I think so, yeah. It was Hulk versus uh, Bigfoot. Yeah. But see, just, just being able to hear that vacuum cleaner outside of your room there, 
But that that noise isn't all that far off from the noise we heard in that video earlier. Just a little bit of digital manipulation of the megaphone. I can duplicate that video. Well, yeah, yeah. I, I, I would I would have to see definitive photographic evidence before I will. Like like the 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 picture the the blurry picture that we talked about the 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 one from the seventies I believe it is. 1967 like Patterson Gimlin footage. Yes, like that. That one, not necessarily sold. It's um, really. What about it? Doesn't sell you. We, we were we were just getting started in in video at that point, and you yeah. know it was one of those things where there were a lot of people who wanted to to catch something dramatic on video, and oh, sure. I'm just not absolutely. Sold now again as as much as I've traveled and as much as I've seen what's out there, there is some really great evidence out there. There is some 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 things that make me lean one direction or the other, mm -hmm. and it's it's very interesting to, to to think about it. But I mean, in all honesty, if it's a a creature and it's this big, surely, surely I would have seen it. Like I've been in the woods at five o'clock in the morning. If there's stomping around, something stomping around down there, you'd think I would, I would have spotted it. You're too busy fighting the skinwalker. You got yeah. a point. There's uh, many hunters that have uh, been in the woods their whole life, and they see one, and then they're convinced, and then they're sucked in, and they're like, I got to see that shit again. And so they become Sasquatch hunters, and they go, and they chase that high. They chase that drag. That makes sense. Um, I mean, I, if I saw... If I saw a Bigfoot, I would be obsessed because I'm like, fuck, I finally saw it. Uh, hopefully I'm ready and I get the video and pictures of it. But, um, you know, I, it's with all the smartphone technology we have, drones, things like that, I think it's only a matter of time. But I think these creatures, these animals, I think they're highly intelligent and I think they avoid us at all costs. But uh, I do think that they slip up every once in a while and get a little bit too close. So we'll see. We'll see. That. Just that one weird one. He's just like, I'm gonna get caught on video today. Watch. <laughs> um, there was actually he, he set up his camera. It's been there for two hours. Nobody's there. I'm just gonna go stand next to it and howl. <laughs> um, there's a a documentary on Amazon Prime, and it's about this guy that loses his mind. He sees Bigfoot loses his mind and dedicates his whole life to seeing it again because he becomes obsessed. Well, at one part of the show, they put a, um, a little Tupperware in the woods and it had an apple inside, but what it had was a tiny, very tiny tracking device within the apple and something took it and they were able to track it and they're tracking it, tracking it, tracking it. And it got up to a, a certain, um, terrain where it would be very hard for a human to get up there and they couldn't figure out how, how it got up there so fast. But the crazy part about it was the tracking device stopped. So it took them a while, but they got up to that location, um, which the terrain for how quick that thing moved up there was pretty, pretty amazing. But the crazy part was it took a shit and it shit out the tracking device. It ate the apple, shit it out, and they sent the scat in to be tested. And after it was tested, 
the conclusion was the scientist was like, look, it could very well be a unknown tribe of people. Um, but it wasn't, it wasn't a hundred percent human. And, uh, it was funny because they're like, what unknown tribe of people in the fucking woods of Washington state, <laughs> you know what I mean? So they're, they're basically alluding to the fact that it could have been a feral human, but, uh, they, uh, they wouldn't flat out say, Oh yeah, it's gotta be Bigfoot. There's nothing else that it matches. The only thing that they would say is, well, it's gotta be some unknown tribe or a feral human. And they just wouldn't acknowledge that it was Bigfoot because these are legitimate scientists. And if they acknowledge that, then they could totally put their career in jeopardy. It's safer to yeah. say it's a feral human being. <laughs> it's like, that's crazy. But the pile of shit was gigantic. I mean, have you ever seen the toilet after Taco Bell night? <laughs> you know, for the record, I do want to say this. These walls are very thin and there's a about a half inch gap under my door. I'm sure people can hear everything that I'm talking about. And it probably sounds like I'm talking to myself about this crazy shit. <laughs> so, let, let that be known. <laughs> so, for the housekeeping staff, Chris is the guy came out of the woods. That's what nobody takes into account on things like this and, and things like people who are recording for YouTube. Is All you see is a guy talking to himself in his driveway. <laughs> yeah. In his car. Nobody really puts two and two together. There, there was a, a YouTuber, I won't even mention who it was, but there was a YouTuber who's moving on to a new property. And I'm a car guy, so not, all I watch is, is automotive content. And he was out working on his car and talking to himself, and finally one of the neighbors walked up, and they were like, are you okay? We, we need to call somebody. And he's like, no, I'm, I'm a YouTuber. And they're like, oh, thank God. We thought you were out here talking to yourself. So funny. it's... That, that that's the funny aspect about all of this that I don't think anybody takes into account, especially if you're stuck in a hotel room somewhere. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's pretty funny. Oh, no, it, I feel weird. It's it's weird for the YouTuber. It takes a lot to get yourself a mindset to talk to that camera. Yeah, I know people look at me weird if I'm standing outside a location, I'm holding my camera up, and and they see the camera, and I'm going. Hey guys, I'm here at blah blah blah. And they're like, look at this fucking loser. <laughs> look at this guy. <laughs> Who the fuck is this guy? Yeah, it's probably still in his parents' basement. And that's that's when you look over at him and go, hey, at least I'm not collecting Sasquatch crap. <laughs> uh, that that documentary is crazy because the guy literally became homeless. He used to be a millionaire. He opened some clothing company, sold it for you know a couple million dollars saw Bigfoot in the woods and went batshit crazy. And now he's homeless. <laughs> it's bad. And it's like he got obsessed because after he saw it, he was dead set to prove that it existed because people were calling him crazy and shit. <laughs> so but I mean, but now I mean, he's legitimately you, crazy now. <laughs> you, if, if you actually saw this thing in real life, like at that point, wouldn't it become your life's mission to go, I'm going to prove to everybody else this is here? Well, I would say yes, with the exception of, I think it would be different if I didn't believe and then I saw it because then I'd be like, holy fuck, it's real. I already think it's real. So if I see it, I'd be like, fuck, I saw it. It's real. I told I you. Colors. Told you. Told you. You were all wrong. I was right. <laughs> I win. 
Um, all right, let's get through the rest of these videos. There's only a handful left. I know I said that like an hour ago. <laughs> let's uh, let's check these out. So, can we just get into this really quickly? Wyoming says here a skeleton of an animal, 314 feet long. It's from 1907. All right, it says here largest fossilized remains ever discovered on exhibition in Wyoming. Bags, Wyoming, July 25th. The most important paleontologist discovery ever made in the great fossil beds of Wyoming has just come to light in the fossilized skeleton of an animal of the lizard type, all right, Dracon, which shows a length of 314 feet and which weighed during life more than 100,000 pounds. It is far and away the largest skeleton of any prehistoric animal yet discovered, all right? So I just want to emphasize, if you really think about it, a lot of these dinosaur and fossils found, they're like in America, right? The true old world. The remains were found by an expedition from the Wyoming State University and are in a perfect state of preservation. Every bone seeming to have been in place when petrification set in. The great skeleton in the side of a hill has not been entirely detached from the stone in which it is embedded. However, the entire length can be seen. One vertebrate, which has been removed weighed more than a thousand pounds when brought here the skeleton will be taken from the earth and placed in the wyoming state university which has the greatest collection of prehistoric animal fossilizations in the world all right here here's my problem with uh claims like that and even claims with like giants and stuff from old newspapers um those old newspapers were really really um controversial because they were trying to sell newspapers and what better way to sell a newspaper than have a headline that says 314 foot monster found you know so um they were very uh sensationalized so when i see newspaper articles from the 1800s or early 1900s used as uh evidence. proof or ev evidence uh, I have to question. I have to question a little bit and go, okay, can we really take that shit seriously? <laughs> we also I want it to be true. They had no clue what they were doing. And look how many times they've changed the designs of these dinosaurs. Yeah. I think the T-Rex itself has gone through 10 different iterations. Yeah. I mean, who knows? Maybe they did discover that skeleton and maybe the Smithsonian or whoever the powers that be made it disappear. <laughs> Dragons are real. <laughs> um, all right, let's uh, let's power through the rest of these so we can talk about vampires for five minutes. <laughs> Come back before it starts coming up. All right, so it's still everything's still cabin apart, and then something comes up right out through the middle of it. All of the discoveries of late. This 
don't know what you see, but I see what might possibly be some gigantic creature. That is not, that's, that's a, that's a, a thing. What is that thing? I don't know. But it's not a nothing. Now this event was a, quite a long event. Is the, is this the only shots of these particular, look at that, no, look, look at that. Water's running off whatever it is. Now there's other things around here too. I just don't know. You know, it has to be looked at. It, but I've been looking. Now look at what's here. What's going on here? What's all this about? Well, look, it's splashing down into the water. Now that's a thing that popped up and it's not coming back down now. And this is maybe its tail. You know that guy. You know that guy has shown that footage to all his family, all his friends, and they all dis like, all right, get out of here, no. Jerry. You're fucking crazy. No, his grandkids are like, God dang it, Grandpa. I regret showing you YouTube. <laughs> now he's on YouTube just telling the world. <laughs> he's like, how's this TikTok anymore? I got my YouTube video to talk about. Yeah, he's one of those guys. Do it. He's one of those guys that'll be sitting at like a diner at the bar part of the diner and just waiting for someone to sit next to him so he can like introduce himself and say, hey, you believe in crazy shit? And show him that video just to show him that video. Like funny, funny we should meet here. <laughs> I discovered some shit on YouTube. He pulls out his manila file that talks about like the dimensions and shit. <laughs> His kids more for Christmas, and he's like that photo from of Charlie Day from uh, Always Sunny. Just like, oh man! See, this, this makes me this makes me retract my previous statement about video evidence. Uh, I'm gonna have to see it in person. <laughs> but the video evidence is just not gonna swing in anymore. Like that that guy sold, and that that video evidence does not show a thing. Other no. than something being dragged through the water at a close-up angle. Yeah, I don't know if I buy that it's the size of Manhattan. <laughs> I don't know. Oh. But hey, Dutch guys, that's right. Columbia, Pablo Escobar's hippos. Oh, shit, crazy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See, but, but this this one goes right back to... You were talking about that. Come back before it starts coming up out. Sorry, that's my bad. I meant to delete it. <laughs> you're good. You're good. So, so that that all goes right back to the the animal who set up a uh, a singular spot where it, where it ate and how this is unnatural behavior. 
And, yeah. and I totally agree with you. But I mean, even I've received a text message from Matt probably five times about Cocaine Bear. Oh my God, I love Cocaine Bear. Like, there's always going to be some crazy story about one animal that just lost it. Cocaine Bear found a briefcase in the woods with about $5 million worth of cocaine in it. And he ate it all. Oh my God. Do you think he started off with just a little sniff? Oh man. Had no intention of eating the, the briefcase full of cocaine, but just one smell and he was he was so <laughs> I, I mean so I, like fifteen minutes. He was the most dangerous apex predator on the planet. And then afterwards he's all strung out. <laughs> so afterwards he had a heart attack and they have him mounted in a gas station. Oh yeah, I bet. Fuck. Oh, there's man. a movie about cocaine bear? Oh my no, God. there's not. Wait a minute. Are you trolling me? No, there's not. I'm gonna find I'm gonna find a cocaine bear movie. If there's not, I'm gonna make one. Directed by Harambe. I don't want to say the C word uh, in this hotel room because I don't want somebody to kick the door down thinking I got something. <laughs> cocaine bear. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit, it is a film. Wow. <laughs> but but there but you you've also got to look at it this way. There there's there's so many different stories about something like that. Some animal that finally wandered out into the middle of Main Street in whatever town that, that was nearest to them. Like that there's that begs the question, like why has Sasquatch not just wandered out in the middle of the in the middle of the street and and went to like the the, the Harry and the Henderson's pizza joint where they have the big cardboard stand of Harrison uh, of Harry in there and the Sasquatch just walks in and goes I look nothing like that. Do you know? That's funny. That's funny. I'm too excited about Cocaine Bear, the movie. Even be worried about Bigfoot being like, that is wrong. <laughs> but the Loch Ness monster, they've been they've been debating that for years. And that is a small body of water in relation to where obviously the, whatever this creature was was filmed. Yeah. It's probably just a close-up of a, a whale coming to the surface or something. <laughs> All right. I do want to see uh, that movie. <laughs> I think from what I saw, because I Googled it too, it comes out next year. <laughs> Let's wait and watch it together at my party. Introduce <laughs> Chris to Letterkenny at my party. I see. Oh, that's funny. Um, all right, let's get through these last two videos. Man, I just... I can't help but think that in a few minutes we're going to be talking about vampires and these people outside are going to think I'm out of my fucking mind. <laughs> they probably already do. It's fine. They probably. In northern Canada, there's a lost world with prehistoric creatures that are going to blow your mind. The Nahani River Valley in the Yukon Territory of Canada is a place that is almost impossible to get to. Protected by intense rapids and a waterfall double the size of Niagara Falls, you're not getting there. 
but if you are getting there, there's legends of prehistoric creatures that still live there today, like this short-faced bear. And in fact, there was even tales of prospectors during the late 1900s that would come back with woolly mammoth tusks still with flesh on the end of the tusks. If you like tales like these about the unknown world around us, follow for more, and thanks for watching. Sorry, I thought those videos were related. Um, that's, uh, I mean, places that are really hard for human beings to get to. Um, it's not beyond the realm of possibility that creatures or animals um, that were long thought to be extinct could possibly have survived. But I don't know, it's hard to say until you get there and prove it. In China, that they found that has, or sunk in, and there's a prehistoric forest in there. Oh, yeah, yeah, I, I did see that. So, I mean, oh. so the fact that there's a valley that people can't get to, I believe it. That's very possible. The question is, like, what is actually there? Is it bullshit, or is there really some crazy shit? I mean, I imagine there's some crazy shit. I would like to go check it out. <laughs> But uh, via drone, like now you got drones, so there's no excuses. Get your ass in there with a the drone and check it out, you know. Yeah, that's another question I have. With, with all the advancements in drones and thermal imaging, like we should be able to see at least some form of evidence on all this. You think? With Bigfoot, uh, the forest canopy, um, we have a lot of rainforest in Washington. And uh, that canopy is so dense, you wouldn't be able to see shit in a lot of places. Um something would have to be out in the open for you to actually catch a thermal like for it to register on a thermal uh thermal um very uh very interesting and entirely possible let's check out this last video and then talk about uh blood sucking um hell demons There's a, I don't have the other parts to the video, so I'm kind of curious. I don't know shit about that island. I don't know why they're flying over. I don't know why it's mysterious. I don't know why it's I forbidden. Up, um, what was the name of the island? N-I-I-H-A-U. I think it has to do... It's a Hawaiian island. Okay. Is it for <laughs> oh. It was cut off in the 1930s. So there's like an untouched people there. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. There's an uncontacted tribe. Interesting. Is that? Sildy is actually up on a plateau. Interesting. <laughs> I did not do... I, for some reason, I thought it had to do with the kids that we kidnapped. I wish... Uh, 
I wish we had a better idea of how many undocumented tribes still existed that haven't been contacted by modern humans. Um, very cool. Hey, Dutch guys, <laughs> he knows he knows the people. That's funny. Many um, here? There's only 84 of them left. Really? Mm-hmm. Interesting. It was 410. Oh, I see. Um, so the Menehune, Menehune yeah. are a, a mythological race of dwarf people in Hawaiian tradition who are said to live in deep forests and hidden valleys of the Hawaiian Islands, hidden uh, far away from human settlements. That would be crazy. Well, these are real people. Um, I'm sure the dwarves are out there, but... Um, yeah, in, 2000, in the 2000 census, when they checked the population, it was 160, and now they're down to 84. Really? Yeah. That's crazy. All um, right, let's talk about the Gullah people. <laughs> let's, talk, <laughs> let's talk about vampires. Um, what do you know about vampires, Matt? The legend's been around for a long time. Yeah. Um, Bram Stoker wrote a hell of a book about it. Um, Nosferatu. That was the first vampire movie. What's your? Let me ask you this. What's your favorite vampire movie? Oh, man. I'll tell you mine. John Carpenter's Vampires. I love that movie. <laughs> Ooh, very off the wall. I like James it. Woods, James Woods as Jack Crow was perfect. Um, I read James the book, saw the movie. I still love it to this day. I'll watch it every Halloween. <laughs> you know what? I'm gonna have to go. Uh, I'm gonna have to go Twilight. Not really. <laughs> um, mine would have to be. That's terrible. Am I joking about Twilight? Yes. Oh, I'm sure some tweens gonna be very upset. Probably. Well, they're not tweens anymore. Some middle-aged woman is distraught. Oh my God! They're coming for him. I, I thought I heard gunfire. <laughs> I'm not even shitting you. Uh, this is a very sketchy motel. I can't get away from these fucking things because I don't want to pay double the money to sleep for one night in the nicer room. <laughs> um, Man, there's so many. I'm going to have to go with Bram Stoker's Dracula. The okay. movie. With Gary Oldman as Dracula. Fair enough. He was great. The um, thing that the thing that trips me out about vampires is that you know within the last thousand years, there's been people buried that have had their teeth removed and stakes through the heart. You know what I mean? So yeah. the legends, you know, seemed real enough where people were actually killing people. And preventing them from raising from the dead. <laughs> you know, recently they showed uh, those people that were unearthed that had like guards around their necks and shit. Weren't we talking Sides about that? Stuff, yeah. Well, yeah. Like, Fro, favorite vampire movie? Uh, the Lost Boys. Yeah. Go ahead. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. It's it's the only like I, I'm I'm not a vampire movie kind of guy. I like I said I'm probably the least likely person to be on on this show <laughs> just because I, I'm literally. That I, I'm the least skeptical person on earth. 
And I feel like there's a, a definitive explanation for just about everything. Um, vampires, there is not a definitive explanation for that at all. But you know what? That saxophone guy had every bit of cocaine. Why does cocaine bring bear? up the saxophone guy? The movie is a good movie. Take the saxophone it's, guy it's out. a great movie. But that guy did as much cocaine as cocaine bear. That's true. That's true. And Probably like, that and, night. And they said, give that guy a saxophone. But no, the, the 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 vampire stuff. I'm not even sure like which direction to go with that. Well, I, I have to stay in line with my normal way of thinking, and that's that. Um, I think all myths and legends have some fraction of truth. Uh, the crazy thing about vampires is, if you if you ask me now. Are vampires real? I would say yes. There are people that believe there are vampires, will have implants done on their teeth, and will drink each other's blood. Um, it's like the most extreme form of cosplay you could possibly imagine. Um, I'm sure uh, our friend Blake from Louisiana knows about their vampire culture down in New Orleans. Thanks, um, because it's true blood. It's very, yeah, it's very uh, well known. And true blood, I think, was inspired by the vampire culture down there. Um, it was. But going back into history, um, there was, uh, let me see if I can find it. Uh, I will someone, say, what we do in the shadows is a delightful vampire show. <laughs> um, there was a Google question asked, and the question was, who was the first vampire? And according to this, in 1579, to death in 1656 there was a guy named um i'm going to butcher this name but bear with me uh yuri grando alovich and uh, he was a villager from the region of istria um which is in modern day croatia um who may have been the first real person described as a vampire in historical records he was referred to as a strigoi um a local word for something resembling a vampire and a warlock so i mean it goes back it goes back a while I'm trying to find, let's see here. Uh, apparently he died in 1656 due to illness, but according to legend, uh, he returned from the grave um, at night as a strip boy or as a vampire. Um, the legend says that for 16 years following his death, Yuri would arise from his grave by night and terrorize the village. And um, so, you know, you never know. It's, uh, I'm trying to see if. You know, the best friend was like, we buried you. I saw you die. <laughs> I was thinking. Oh, here we go. The this bravest of the villagers. Um, wait. So um, a priest came face to face with this alleged vampire and he held out a cross in front of him and yelled, Behold, Jesus Christ, you vampire, stop tormenting us. And the bravest of the villagers, led by perfect Miho Reditic, uh, chased and tried to kill him by piercing his heart with a hawthorn stick, but failed because the stick just bounced off his chest. And one night later, uh, nine people went to the graveyard carrying lamps, a cross, and a hawthorn stick. They dug up uh, Yuri's coffin and found a perfectly preserved corpse with a smile on its face. Father Giorgio said, look, Strigoi, there's Jesus Christ who saved us from hell and died for us, and you, Strigoi, cannot have peace. Then they tried to pierce his heart again, but the stick could still not penetrate his flesh. 
after some exorcism prayers, um, Stepan Malaskic, um, who was a villager, took a saw and sawed the head off the corpse. As soon as the saw tore its skin, the vampire screamed and blood started flowing from the cut. According to folklore, peace finally returned to the region after Yuri was decapitated. So that was 16 years after um, he died. So that is apparently the first legend of the first vampire-like creature. I don't see anything about him drinking blood or anything, but it's widely I'm regarded as a mythological creature. I didn't realize the, uh, I haven't read the comments the entire time. I, I've found a way around it, but uh, I'm kind of with Peckerwood Customs on this. Didn't the vampire thing start with Vlad and Baylor? That's what I always thought. Yeah, um, I heard that uh, Vlad was uh, pretty ruthless and he would like, um, they called him Vlad the Impaler because he would impale people on on uh, on stakes. But uh, I, I think that's the word I'm looking for. But on like the grounds of his castle and they would like impale him through the rectum and out the mouth and shit while they were still alive. And he would have heads impaled on sticks, bodies. Um, and I have heard uh, that he would drink the blood, but I don't. I, I didn't hear that he did it to get stronger. Um, I heard, or maybe maybe that was part of the legend. I don't quite remember, but um, he was definitely ruthless. I don't know how it went from him just being some ruthless dictator to uh, you know being undead. And I think he was dubbed that by his enemies. Could be. Or he was doing it as a psychological thing because he ended up dubbing himself Dracula. That's just good marketing. Yeah. <laughs> you want people to stay away from you? I'm going to come up with a cool name like Vlad the Impaler. <laughs> let, me, uh, let me see if I can get some facts on old, old Vlad. Let's see here. Yeah, he was known as uh, so Vlad the Third commonly known as Vlad the Impaler, or Vlad Sepish, um, was also known as Vlad Dracula. Uh, obviously Romanian, the second son of Vlad Dracul. <coughs> trying to find... Oh, yeah, he was held in captivity in Visegrad. So um, vampire were properly originating in folklore widely in Eastern Europe in the late 17th and 18th centuries. Mm. That explains the accent on all the movies. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Dark princess. This is interesting. So there were reports in 12th century Britain And then vampire, vampiric beings were referenced in Jewish literature in the 16th century. And maybe that's what it all comes down to. Maybe it's just the fact that it has been so dramatized for movies and so, so overblown for movies that, that maybe that's where... That's where you get people like me who are just like, eh, I don't know. Yeah, I heard that Bram Stoker actually took uh, 
a lot of creative liberties with the Dracula legend. Um, oh, he sure did. And he um, he is the creator of the actual vampire legend as we know it from horror movies. And obviously throughout the history of um, cinema, they've taken the vampire and just ran with it with all sorts of crazy shit. Well, it's like uh, Santa Claus. Santa Claus, as we know it, didn't come about until the 30s. And mm -hmm. he was developed by Coke. <laughs> uh, I know my dad, because my dad's uh, half Dutch. And um, so Dustin should know about this since he's Dutch Guy's Garage. Uh, they called Santa, Cla Santa Claus uh, Sinterklaas. And uh, he would leave, or you would put out your wooden shoes, your Dutch wooden shoes. And he would leave you, like, I think candies or some shit. <laughs> I mean, well, it's actually worse than that. Like, uh, the original legend was he was like this demon that would like steal <laughs> naughty children. And that was them. Krampus. Yeah, Krampus. Krampus started Santa Claus. <laughs> um, yeah. Never had Santa Claus and Krampus. These legends are crazy, and human beings, you know, we just take shit and run with it. <laughs> So, You're like, I don't as, like this story. I'm going to change it. That's why it's so hard to put any faith in oral traditions when they talk about shit that they've seen in the past. The only thing that I've um, really bought into was all the Native American legends of wild men in the woods that were perfect descriptions of Sasquatch. <laughs> but again, so, Native Americans took yeah. great honor in the story never changing. Yeah, for sure. White people, on the other hand... <laughs> the greatest storytellers of our history are white people. <laughs> yeah. That's hilarious. Um, that, do I think uh, the undead as we know them uh, from movies exist? No, I don't. I do think there are, are some people that like to drink blood and pretend to be one of those things. Um like I said, an extreme form of cosplay. Yeah. But, I mean, maybe in the past, maybe Vlad the Impaler did drink people's blood, but I don't think he was, he wasn't undead. And the other guy, who knows, did he really, it's so hard when you get a story from history because he, obviously we weren't there to see what they were talking about. There's no visual proof. There's no, it's all, you know, word of mouth. <laughs> so yeah. it's like, you know, it's hard to believe any of that shit, but crazy, crazy shit does exist. So you never know, but I'm going to go with no on this one. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna have to back you up on that one. I think there's weirdos <laughs> to drink blood, but I don't think there's supernatural <laughs> bagging. No. Well, um, and and on top, of, on top of all of that, now it's now we're in a culture where somebody makes a meme about it and it's funny. So, so there are memes floating around that say, "Whatever happened to drinking from the skulls of my enemies to celebrate a victory?" Like that's literally what we're discussing here. Yeah, <laughs> now it's weird. If it's a meme, it's funny. Yeah. I don't know. I really, I really like Arnold Schwarzenegger from Conan. Crush your enemies. Well, on that note, we're two hours in. We got to. Uh, Review a lot of videos, talk a lot of Bigfoot stuff, talk about some weird shit and conspiracy theories. And then, uh, of course, we talked a little bit about vampires. I'm going to call it a night. Um, 
gentlemen, Fro, it was great having you on the show, dude. I'm glad you got to share uh, your story. Good to be able to talk to you again. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. Um, we might have to dig a little bit deeper into some of your experiences. I feel like you might be leaving some shit out. <laughs> there may be some stuff I'm leaving behind, but in all honesty, it's it's just because, you know, I live my life just to make it back on here at some point. Okay, let me ask you this. We'll close on this. What was in, in that house? What was the craziest experience you had? <sighs> the craziest experience I had or the craziest experience one of my roommates had? Mm, give us both yours and theirs. Okay. So, um, this house was old enough that there was a bedroom on each side of the bathroom. Okay. And once you got into the bathroom, the only way to lock the door was a slide lock. So it was one of the, one of the old slide locks that you had to like physically move it over and lock into a slot. That was the only way to lock the doors. Okay. Um, there were probably three times when I got locked out of the bathroom. And normally, you, you, uh, oh, man, I left the door left the door locked. So I go around to the other side of the, the, the other bedroom so that I can come in from the other side. That door is locked, too. So it was one of those things where when it, when it happens, you don't think much about it. And, you know, who knows, maybe I'd had a couple of adult beverages that night. So, you know, I just kicked the door and went to the bathroom and went to bed. Didn't think twice about it. it it's again. I'm I'm not. I'm not easily scared by by some of this stuff. Yeah. It, it, it's one of those things that it, it was a part of the house, and I and I dealt with it. Now, <laughs> one of my roommates has got a very vivid description of a night that he had an issue at the house, and. Uh, again, take it with a grain of salt. This is what we're talking about, so it doesn't really matter. He was asleep. His his bedroom didn't have a door. So his bedroom had a doorway that led directly into the living room. So it, it was one of those things where he was laying in bed, and he heard something, and he sat up, and he looked over, and there was someone in the living room. Whoa. And, and he sat there for a minute, and he goes, uh, not, not, not tonight. And he just pulled the blanket back over him and he tried to go back to sleep and it was just bothering him. So he rolled back over and he looked and the person in the living room was closer and he could tell that it was a woman. Oh, fuck. And, and, and he, he, of course, you know, was one of those guys that you just pull the blanket up over your head and you go try to go back to sleep. And oh, he said the, the last time when he looked back, he said he looked back and there was a woman standing probably th three feet from the end of his bed. And, and he kind of freaked out for a second and he said he felt something kind of blow past him over the bed. And then everything in the house was quiet and there was nothing going on. There was no woman in the living room. There was nothing there. And it was one of those things where he kind of sat there for a minute and he went, all right, uh, I started to sleep somewhere else. So he, he went and stayed with somebody else for the evening and uh, he he was he was finished for a couple nights. He stayed over there for a couple nights. Then I came back and described the whole situation to me. There there were a lot of there were a lot of little things that happened in that house. Um, one of my friends who, who was staying with me at the at the time, uh, he was in the living room. He was he was on the phone, and he had almost fallen asleep on the phone while talking to his girlfriend, and. 
the dartboard that was in the living room fell off the wall and rolled oh. over and landed at, at the foot of where he was laying down on the couch. So it was one of those things where even, even the most skeptical people, when they stayed at the house, they, at some point they had an experience that made them go, all right, I believe you. <laughs> I, I, I buy into it. But, but again, it, it's that section of Oklahoma is very fertile with, uh, with urban legends and with stories and with, with descriptions of things that even I have to step back and go, and I, I don't think so. But I mean, you, you can you can go in, you can Google the Oklahoma Spook Light. It'll, it'll show you that the yeah. Devil's Property Bridge. You can you can look at that uh, Hoffman's Mansion in Northeast Oklahoma. You can Google that. There's always, and I and I think it's that way with with just about every community. If you've been there long enough, somebody's got some story about something that happened a hundred years ago in that particular location. Hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. Um, well, Fro, thank you for coming on the show and sharing your story. I know that uh, a lot of people get uncomfortable when they share that kind of shit because they don't want to be looked at as crazy and shit like that. So I appreciate uh, you joining us and uh, telling us a, a fun a fun ghost story so close to Halloween. <laughs> you know, and it's, it really is like that. It's, it's one of those things. Even, even my wife, my wife doesn't buy into those things. My wife spent very little time in that house. Yeah. Uh, about the time I met my wife is about the time I sold the house, moved to a different house. But but even she will tell you, like when I walked into that house, that there's something weird going on there. And, and I really do want to go back to the to to the owner of the house now, and ask him like, is your is your garage for your boat haunted? Like, it, is the spirit still there, or does it follow the the pile of garbage that once was the house? Interesting. Like you should. Sitting in a in a in a dump, like just waiting on all the, everything to decompose around it. Is it a part of the house oh, structure, or is it oh. a part of the land? Yeah, <laughs> I would. Uh, yeah, I would definitely ask him. I, I probably would say something to the effect of, "I used to live here." And a lot of strange things happen. I'm just curious if anything strange has happened since you've, you know, taken ownership of the property. And uh, wouldn't it be crazy if he came out with all this shit? Like, yeah, I fall asleep on the couch sometimes, and you know, somebody's like snapping to wake me up, <laughs> like, and somebody keeps locking me in the fucking bathroom. <laughs> and, and, and the funny thing is, like that guy, the the guy I sold the house to was my neighbor. Oh, okay. So I knew the guy, he knew about the house, and, and I was like, hey, have you ever had oh, any okay. weird experiences yeah. with the house? And he's like, nah, man. Hmm. Never. And it was just real short answers about it. I, I really feel like there's something more to that house. With how cagey he was being, he sure did. <laughs> no, never. <laughs> he probably developed a relationship with the ghost. <laughs> it's probably like, hey, girl. And that's probably what it was. Like, I'm going to buy that house at some point, and I'm going to tear it down, and I'm going to park my boat there. That's how I'm going to with that spirit. That's how I got a fishing buddy. <laughs> it's a haunted bass boat. Haunted bass boat. He's like catching catching fish for Jesus. <laughs> that's funny. All right, guys. Um, next week's show, I believe, is zombies. That's the topic of next week's show. So we'll talk about how... 
obviously zombies don't exist, but uh, it would be interesting to discuss some ways that they could potentially become reality. So we'll talk about that next week. Um, I'm Chris. That's Matt. And that's uh, our guest for tonight's show, Fro. And uh, that was Talking Paranormal. Remember, folks, anything is possible with the exception of Flat Earth. That's bullshit. That was presented, maybe. <laughs>